Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Traveler Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Mitchell. Today, I am joined by Ben Clark, who is a conscious confidence coach. Welcome to the show today, Ben. How are you? Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so well, and I'm excited to be here and have a great conversation today. Yes, I'm definitely excited to have you on. We connected in the uh, Sean Kelly group through a fellow friend of ours. We did a similar podcast episode. I think mm-hmm. that our work we might find me closely align. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think just given some of the things that you've shared, I think there's also a lot that I can learn from you and your work. So I'd love if you can start off by telling us about yourself. Who is Ben Clark? Great question. I've been asked this a lot lately and I'm still trying to figure it out. I'll give a little bit about, I guess, my background. I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in a really great family, amazing supportive family, but I was always the nice guy. I was always a people pleaser always looking for to do right, to not rock the boat. And growing up, I had amazing opportunities and I had great friends and all this, but I always felt a little bit different. And I was always trying to figure out like, who was Ben Clark? Because for me growing up, I always looked to other people and I always felt like as much as I had a lot of great things going for me, I always wanted to be someone else. I always thought I was not enough. and That person was enough. That person was enough. And going to college, I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be a whole new experience. I'm going to finally like become cool. I'm going to finally do all the things that I always wanted to do. And I really lost myself during that period, trying to be someone that I wasn't spending years just being someone I wasn't. And that just took me down a cycle of social anxiety. And I mean, just total lack of confidence, low self-esteem, just a dark place to point it was like six months where i didn't leave my dorm room i was i called myself depressed and uh, i was struggling and as you know fast forward a little bit of time i had kind of found a tribe of people in school that i could actually be myself around and i was like whoa there's a side of me that is fun and can really actually enjoy myself and be a leader in a group and i graduated in 2020 and that was kind of this time where i realized a very simple and yet profound shift in my life. Confidence is something I could develop. Life is a mindset. Mm -hmm. And so I leaned into that hard, the self-improvement world. And fast forward a few years, I ended up quitting my job, talking about this stuff on social media. And now I'm a confidence coach. So to sum it all up, Ben Clark is someone with a big heart who really wants to love and to serve others and wants to help other people love themselves able to express themselves in the world because there's not enough of that nowadays. We're all so insecure and I'm here to help people feel secure in themselves Mm -hmm. and love themselves. And I really appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that because I think that everybody can relate to some part of your story, Ben, about Mm -hmm. feeling lost and not knowing who we are and looking to other people to kind of guide us and tell us who we are. I'll be the first to admit, I I feel like that, you know, many times in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that the number one way that we can continue to help others is by sharing our story and being vulnerable 
because then people know that they're not alone in that. Mm. You know, society can be scary, especially when you're a young adolescent and you're getting out into the world. And to your point, you're, you're in your dorm room and you're like, what is going on? Like, what am I doing with my life? And so, yeah, I appreciate you coming forward to share that. What would you say is like the most challenging part along your journey in developing confidence? Like what struggles did you mm. have or challenges? Yeah. And I think this is actually the interesting shift mm. because it's this idea of developing confidence. And this is kind of a new understanding around confidence that I've gained in the last year. But I think the biggest struggle was that I was trying to develop confidence. I was doing self-improvement because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And that when I improved, then I'd be good enough. Right. And so I think that became the biggest struggle. It almost like self-improvement to me became its own rat race because I was constantly trying to get better because I was rejecting so much of who I was. And so, I mean, I think that was the, the hardest part. And then along this journey, it's exactly what you were just sharing there. Like when I started posting content online and people were like, wow, this is so helpful. It became harder to be vulnerable because I was afraid that they saw me as this person that was perfect or so confident. And when I struggled not feeling enough, I was like, who am I? Like, I'm just this imposter. So I think that was really the biggest struggle along this journey. Mm -hmm. it's, sometimes it's hard to share those vulnerable moments. It really is. Do you think that confident people succeed more in life? Yes. If we talk about the definition of success, mm -hmm. right? I think that there can be both sides. If we're talking about success as like material possessions and wealth, I don't think you have to be confident to do that. I think you can be driven by low self-esteem and this compensation for that. And so you create success, material success, because you don't feel good enough. And so it's all to yeah. prove, to prove even to yourself, to other people. And so I think in success in that light, absolutely. But success in fulfillment, in really just loving yourself in your life. And from that place, creating wealth, creating businesses, moving up in your job, whatever it is, I think that like self real fulfillment does require confidence. And I think those two things go totally hand in hand. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned earlier about being a people pleaser. And it's really interesting because society also teaches us to be nice and to help others. And I feel that also leads into to somewhat into people pleasing. So how do people like get out of that, you know, being like such a people pleaser to the point where it impacts their ability to take care of themselves or to have self-confidence? And what would you say to someone that's maybe struggling with that? Yeah, I think this is something that I struggle with for a while, too. And a lot of people talk to me about this. Like when I say put yourself first, yeah. like take care of yourself, they're like, well, that's selfish. Like I, I want to help others. I'm like, OK, there's a difference between being a people pleaser, like that sense of being nice mm -hmm. and being kind and compassionate. And I think it's like, okay, if we want to help people, well, we have to realize that like, we're a person too. So let's also help ourselves. Like we're worthy of that. And so for me, the greatest way that I help people understand this and why it's important to put yourself first is when we think about like a glass of water. I get it. I'm people please. Like there's a big part of me that does want to help and love yeah. on others and give to others. But if I've got a glass of water, if, if that glass is empty or really low, like as much as I want to give, I don't have that much to give. I can give little bits here and there. But if I fill up my cup and now I have an overflowing glass, well, now I have an abundance to give. 
That's all. I'm full. I don't need anything else now. I can just give. So I can really step into that passion of giving. So for me, it's like recognize that being nice and being kind are different and recognize when we're being nice in order to feel okay or for them to validate us, to say thank you. And then for us to say, oh, thank you for thanking me. Now I'm good enough, you know? And so I think we just become blind to that. Mm -hmm. And so to start recognizing, like, if you really want to give, you deserve being give to as well. Like, yeah. So start giving to yourself and it'll flow out. I think it really boils down to mindset too and be, having an open mind and being able to shift that mindset to understand that in order for us to help other people and to do good in this world, we first have to help ourselves. Because I can't go out and help somebody or take on a client and work with my clients if I'm not doing the work myself and taking care of myself first. And to yeah. your point, you know, filling up my cup so that I can do that. Mm. I like to talk about the subconscious mind. I work a lot with the subconscious mind and hypnosis. And with my clients, what I do is we do a deep hypnosis. It's called quantum hypnosis. So I'm connecting them to the deepest part of the subconscious mind. It's a lot deeper than a typical or traditional hypnotherapy. And we call it quantum because it's real interesting, Ben. Like if I ask a time-based question when we're doing this method of hypnosis, the subconscious part of the mind that I'm connecting to, it doesn't have a, an understanding of time. It'll mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll respond and say like there is no time here or I don't understand. So it's real interesting and but I do find that in that space, you know, we tap into a lot of unconscious beliefs and programs that are running in the background. And so with your work, do you work a lot also with the subconscious mind and what role does that play in our confidence? Yeah, great question. And I think this is one of those things that when we talk about subconscious, immediately people will start to push it away a bit because we don't quite understand it. Exactly. It's like, of course. And yet there's two sides of this healing journey, two sides of working on these things, the masculine, the feminine, the conscious, the subconscious. And if you're only on one, you're missing, I think, an important part of the other. So it's like with the subconscious work, then there's going to be that conscious integration, right? And so what I do is I do my best to balance those two. Yeah. And recently I've been diving more and more into the subconscious stuff because I've been able to experience a lot more of it firsthand myself lately. And the power of it is just absurd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just it's absolutely incredible. And I, I think I look for the two sides of things, right? I think people get stuck in confidence. Like reframe your limiting beliefs, reframe them, oh, do affirmations. Okay, great. Well, if you're standing there and you're saying an affirmation that in you don't believe, you're missing the subconscious because your subconscious says, I don't believe this. Mm -hmm. And so you're just going to stay locked onto that piece because your subconscious is running so much. So what I try to do is focus on the conscious thoughts, help us create a gateway into like what we're feeling and go deeper into the feelings and get out of our head, do meditate, work, touch into our breath, like get out of the head and into a space that feels a little bit unknown because we're not thinking, we're just feeling, and then allow ourselves to feel those things. And in that feeling, we're tapping into something deeper. We're tapping into parts of those subconscious. A lot yeah. of those feelings are stored down there. And by finding acceptance towards those things, we start to release. And I'll have, you know, we go through shadow work and inner child work. And, and I have people talk to me like, I just did a 10 minutes of shadow work. And all of a sudden, I took a deep breath in and I felt pops in my back, tension releasing from years of things that I never understood. And I was like, I just still don't get it. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I'm like, you don't have to. That's not the point. We're not in here. Yeah. Your mind's going to try to understand. 
So I'm always looking when I'm working with people to balance the conscious Mm -hmm. and also that subconscious, because if we miss the subconscious, we will not get really anywhere. Yeah, the results. And one thing I'd like to go back and highlight that you touched on is people are scared of the subconscious. It's like as soon as I say that, it's like I can see sometimes that they shut down or they because they don't Mm -hmm. understand it. And so I'm kind of working on how do I frame that or reach those people who I know need the help or want the help. But as soon as they hear something that they're unfamiliar with, they kind of back off because they're scared mm-hmm. and they don't understand the subconscious. And But in theory, it's our intuition. It's our partner in this life. But always there in the background and our subconscious mind is here to help us. Mm-hmm. The part that you're referring to, the belief system and maybe having those underlying thought beliefs that we're trying to overcome, I like to call Mr. Ninja. I feel like it's a silent saboteur that, you know, has Mm. been there for a long time, feeding us like, you're not good enough, or you don't believe that, or that's not going to come true. And learning to recognize like when Mr. Ninja is attacking and being able to reprogram that Mm. is is something that's, you know, really important for us to see the results, you know, that you're talking about. And so when we work with people who maybe don't understand the subconscious mind, I just try to position it to them like, that, you know, the thoughts are there, whether you acknowledge them or not. So let's mm. work on changing that so you can achieve the results because it really is the most powerful work you can do is reprogramming. Yeah, I think it's the unknown, yeah. right? It's the fear of the unknown. I don't know what's in the subconscious. You say it's the it's the giant part of the <laughs> iceberg that's below the water. Well, yes. that's the word spooky. So I don't want to go there. I don't know what memories are stored or emotions are stored. And yet it's like, how do we get across? That's the sauce. Like the darkness that you don't quite know yet, or even not darkness, even there might be a, there is a lot of amazing things in there, but it's like, if we're rejecting that, if we reject the subconscious, we're just feeding all of that. And we're allowing whatever's negative in there to keep flourishing. So it's like, how do we create a space of safety where people are like, okay, you know what? I'm ready. Let's go. I'm in. And when we, when someone all of a sudden shifts that mindset, you open the doors to really beautiful transformations. Absolutely. And something else you mentioned too is about, you know, the back popping and well, doing shadow work. We do with my line of work, there's a lot of self-healing where you know, the mm-hmm. subconscious mind will actually scan the body and we'll look for opportunities to release trauma, trapped emotions. I've heard a lot of people's bones crack under hypnosis sessions and it's positive because it's realigning and it's releasing Mm. so have you encountered that in sessions with your clients as well so i yes and no so i've had i mean clients that like when i assign them to do some shadow work even just on their own they'll have those types of experiences and even like if we're doing something live it's like we'll go through something and it could be 10 minutes and it's like suddenly it's like i just held a release of tension that i've been holding on to for years And all it was really, it's just guiding people into tapping into, for me, what I've been exploring is just the feeling of love, just tapping into love and then feeling that throughout the body. And that is, to me, the most healing energy. And so that is also like you're tapping into the subconscious and you're letting the subconscious express itself as it really is. And that the love just heals all the cells. And so it spreads throughout. And all of a sudden, wow, I feel lighter. I feel less tension. I feel more joy. Well, yeah, 10 minutes. All we had to do was get out of the head and into the heart and spread love throughout the body. And imagine if the whole world did that every single day. 
And in the heart, it's associated, you know, with feminine energy. And you, that's something that you touched mm-hmm. on earlier is about the difference between the masculine and feminine energy. Hey, it's Jen Mitchell, host of the Soul Traveler podcast and your partner in leveling up your life through quantum hypnosis. I'm sure that you've heard before that all answers lie within, right? Well, it's true. Do you ever wonder how some people are so wildly successful and seem to achieve all of their life goals? It's because they've figured out life's secret, the power of the subconscious mind. Highly successful CEOs and entrepreneurs have used hypnosis to make their dreams a reality, and it's no longer a secret. Now you can transform your life with the power of the subconscious by using these same techniques with quantum hypnosis. Let's level up your life. Visit me online at thesoulexperiences.com and click on subconscious coaching. What part does that play in confidence and in developing your Mm. confidence? Yeah, this is such an interesting one because I rejected the feminine energy in myself for so long because I always felt like I have a bit more of a feminine energy side as a man. And I always thought that made me like less masculine. And yet what I realize now is it's finding the balance between those is the representation of masculine. It is the representation of feminine. It's not one side or the other. You have, we all have this balance. And so for me, the feminine side is so important because that is our intuition. That is the creative force. That is allowing ourselves to feel these emotions. And when we reject anything, we're creating more negative energy in our life. Nothing needs to be rejected. And so when we reject emotions, well, we're rejecting a part of ourself. And if we're rejecting a part of ourself, we're, it's going to be really difficult to feel a real expression of confidence. We might get into this ego confidence that's like, well, I'm better than you, or that is similar to what I shared before, like built on compensating for lower self-esteem. But when we find, when we tap more into this feminine and start realizing like, life, it's not so serious. We can be safe and we can have fun and we can laugh and we can tap into our creative power when we do that and we stop rejecting all the things we're feeling, we experience more of ourselves. And for me, that's the approach I take to confidence. It's all about experiencing our self, big S self. You're never going to fully experience that when you're rejecting feminine energy Mm -hmm. or masculine energy. And so as we accept both and we find how that integrates and plays as this dance in ourselves, we tap in and we can express ourselves. Confidence becomes like... second thought it's like how could i not be confident yeah and i saw the post that you did on your social media about letting go of the emotions and so that kind of mm-hmm. that was my next question is about mm-hmm. you know in order to let go of the emotions you first have to feel into them and that mm-hmm. just kind of resonated with me so much because it's so true a lot of times we just we don't want to feel those emotions mm-hmm. that our nature is just to shut down and to bury the emotions but by actually going through that and allowing yourself to fear you know feel the fear or the anger or the sadness then we're able to let go of those emotions Mm. that don't serve us that is if i had to say like what's the biggest thing it's that it's just allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling with acceptance Mm -hmm. like we were trained growing up especially men right don't cry we're trained like what? have one of those in my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like we are rejecting a part of this experience. We're rejecting a part of ourself. And so the more, and I'm not perfect. <laughs> I notice this all the time. Right? I notice myself rejecting an emotion or feeling something and like pushing it away. 
And it's like, but now I've trained myself. When I recognize that, ah, how can I explore this? I feel anxious. Okay, amazing. Thank you. I get to experience this. It's not a bad thing anymore. Yeah. And that's, it taps back into what we started with was that vulnerability, right? We're all, we think it's all bad. So we don't want to share anything. If I'm feeling negative, if I feel like an imposter and I tell this person, I'm going to be rejected. Like, no, we all feel so much of this negativity. So when you express that, all of a sudden people around you are like, what? You feel that too? Oh my gosh. And you open space for other people mm -hmm. to accept their emotions. So yeah. Accepting and, and just observing the emotions, feeling them is paramount towards confidence in life. And that's one thing I've been working with my son about. He's 12. And I'm like, you know, we're here having this human experience. And the mm. whole point of this human experience is to feel the ups and the downs and the crazy mm. emotions and the sadness and the happiness and the anger and the fear. I mean, that is essentially the human experience is, in mm. my opinion, is feelings, if I was to sum it up. Yeah. So do you think that confidence gets mistaken for arrogance or cockiness, the thin line? Like, what do you, what do you say about that? Yes. I think that I mean, a lot of people do kind of ask me like, okay, like I don't want to get caught in the ego, right? I mean, a lot of people, when I say the word ego, mm -hmm. we think, we immediately think arrogance. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a whole nother conversation, right? It it's a whole nother, like it's something that nobody really fully understands. So, but when I think about confidence, yes, I think it's confidence to me. It's not about walking into a room and feeling like you're better than anyone else. And I think this is kind of the trap of like, we think we're not enough and we have to work, work, work until we're good enough. We're, especially when I talk to a lot of men, it's about, I want to dominate. I want to conquer, right? And like, I want to be stronger than everyone else. To me, confidence that it's not even that thin of a line. It's like, yes, there you can feel and you can express confidence when you're in that state, when you are a little like tapping into that arrogance. Like, but it, what I think real confidence is, is your ability to express yourself authentically without caring what anyone thinks. Yeah. And that I think it, it's harder for people when we are caught in the stories and the narratives we think, especially in the early stages, like I want to conquer, I want to be better. I want to walk in a room and say, yeah, I'm the best. And I, so I think in the beginning, it's hard for people to like feel what I mean when it's like, what if you could walk in a room and not care? Like you walk in a room, you want to feel like you're the best. You know how much energy that's going to yeah. take? Oh, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm staring this one down. I'm like, what if you walked in a room and you were like, I love you all. And if you reject me, it doesn't matter. Like what if it was just, you were you. The thoughts weren't pinging onto anyone else. And you were just like, hey, this is me in the fullest. Like that to me is real confidence. Yeah. And that's the kind of confidence that I want more people to experience. I, I feel like confidence is this powerful energy. It's a strong and magnetic energy where mm. arrogance has this negative vibe mm. to it. You can feel mm -hmm. it. I would say I've done a pretty good job at mastering the art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> and yeah. it feels great, you know, like that you're right. It is confident, you know, to walk into a room and like, you know what, they're going to judge me regardless. So mm. they're going to, you know, you're going to judge me and you're going to judge me. And I don't really care that this mm. is how I am. I'm going to be me. And this is who I am. You can either like me or you can hate me. And either way, I don't really care. <laughs> but mm. there's something like, freeing about that right because i'm not tied down and trying to you know please people and like maybe like shape or mold myself into this certain image that i think 
that people are going to like. So yes, the freedom. There's a freedom to that. That's what it is. It, there's no freedom when you walk in and you feel like you have to like, be better than anyone else. Mm. It's the opposite. You're still in chains. Yeah. But when you walk in and it's like, cool. Hey guys, here's me. <laughs> like me, hate me. That's freedom. Mm-hmm. Something you said earlier was about the ego and how we don't understand the ego. And I kind of chuckled because under a hypnosis session once, I spent two hours talking to an ego. Wow. And it was very complex. Yeah. The ego was like, I'm here to protect, but I want all of the power. I'm not going to tell you anything because I'm protecting her. And I was like, well, if you are powerful, show me your power and show me what you know by helping her. And so it was like a lot of trickery. But it was a very, very interesting session. Probably one of my favorite sessions. I kind of wish I had another one pop up. But the ego gets this really bad rap. But over and over, you know, it kept saying under, you know, this hypnosis session is that I'm here to help her. I'm, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I protect her. No, I'm not going to tell you that because it's going to hurt her if she knows about it. And I was like, well, won't it help her to release it? Or And, you know, how long have you been hiding that from her since she's six? And so it's mm. really interesting how it gets this bad rap. It's really tricky. It is. And this is, I'd love to dive into this one a little yeah. bit. I don't want to, you know, just sharing kind of my reflections back on that because I think there really is something to that. Mm. The ego, to me, it's not a bad thing. No, I don't think so. Either. It's another thing that we're experiencing here. So nothing is bad. It's part of this experience. And I think when I hear that, first of all, that just sounds amazing, but also like this idea of I want to protect her. Well, what I hear in that is it's the part of us that wants to protect this body. Mm. It's the part of us that wants to protect the biological creature, not who we actually are, the self emanating, consciousness emanating. And so I've always seen, well, not always, but once I started understanding these things, I started seeing ego as an evolutionary mechanism to keep the body alive. Mm safety it's all about oh no like if you expose this there's a chance that you a million years ago you get rejected from the tribe and you're out on the savannas and the lion eats you and the body dies and so okay amazing well how is that serving me now (laughs) and is that me and is it even protecting me who am i and then we got to dive into a, you know, that's a much deeper question. Yeah. You really hit the nail on the head with that one too. I, I first up don't think that ego is necessarily a bad thing. And it is there to protect, at least, you know, in that session that I have with this particular client, like over and over, like that was like the resounding message that I was getting was, no, I have to protect her. You know, I keep mm. all the power so that I can keep her safe. And it was like kept going mm. back to like keeping her safe and protecting her and hiding things. That is really interesting. But I would I mean, agree with that, that the ego wants to more so, you know, protect the outer shell, like our body. And mm-hmm. it does, you know, certain things and we just barely understand it. And that we don't even have to understand it. No. It's just like learning, okay, what is the ego? And then just observing it yeah. and watching it and laughing at certain things it does honoring certain things it does and just starting to step out of the story though and watch it and because like you said i mean the ego how you experienced it was i want to keep all the power okay well just by observing it all of a sudden it loses all of its power because now we're watching rather than getting sucked in i think it's just more it's something that i hope and i'm on a mission to help more people understand just even that simple practice. Mm. Just watch the thoughts. What's coming up next for you? Like what are some projects or some things that you're working on? Future scope. Yeah. So this is very prevalent for me. I'm actually 
I'm hosting a workshop this weekend on Saturday. And it's kind of this, I'm, I'm just super excited. It's the first time since I've really built an audience that I'm hosting something big free workshop. And I am so excited just to deliver something really special for people. And on top of that, I'm also launching a community. So for a while, I've been doing one-on-one coaching, yeah. but I've realized the power of community in my life and how impactful that has been mm-hmm. in years of just like, oh my gosh, I look at myself a year ago when I joined the community and the year after, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there was so much growth that came yeah. from that. And I think a lot of people are craving community right now, especially people that do struggle with confidence because we feel so alone in the world. We feel so rejected. Mm-hmm. And so I want to create a space where people come together and it's not just about confidence. I mean, I want to help people level up confidence, but I want them to bring that into their life in all these different ways. So that's what's so exciting for me. That's what's consuming all my thoughts is how can I create the most valuable community on the internet for confidence and people that want to wake up and live a really amazing life. Yeah, and I just love that. So many people, you know, are out there struggling with confidence and having a community where we can lift each other up and, you know, build each other and boost confidence. I, do, I think that people do absolutely crave that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a great episode. I learned so much. Ben, where can people find you online? Where do you hang out on social? Yeah, so my main social is Instagram at Ben Clark 10, trying to build up the YouTube a bit. I think that's probably at Ben Clark 10 too, now that they have handles, but mm-hmm. search the name Ben Clark and you'll find me there. But Instagram's the main hub right now. Perfect. And for all you listeners out there, I will make sure to drop all of Ben's info in the notes. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. I just loved our conversation. Thank you, Jennifer. Me as well. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.